Welcome to Lab Sessions. I'm Zach Elliott. I love people, and I get to learn from some of the best. This show gives me a chance to invite you to join me in pursuit of more life and more beauty. Here's to that pursuit and to the conversations ahead. Hey, welcome to Lab Sessions. I'm so glad that you guys are joining me. Today is a conversation that I have wanted to have, I've needed to have for a few weeks now. And I'll just set up with this, a quick story. A couple weeks ago, I was driving down Bayshore Boulevard. For those of you who are in Tampa, if you're not in Tampa, when you come to Tampa to visit us, you have to come and just spend some time uh, down Bayshore. It's this long, beautiful sidewalk that leads you into the city right near the water. And I was preaching on this particular morning, and I'm driving into the city, looking out over the water. I think it had been 10 weeks of quarantine, and I was just heavy. My heart was heavy in my head, and I, was, I felt empty. I felt weary. And uh, as a dad, I felt like I wanted to get out of the city and be as far away as I could be and just tuck my family up in the woods in Oregon somewhere. But that morning, I was called to preach, and I was heading to the church. So I got to the church, and I pull over, and I park in the parking lot, and before I get out of the car, I just prayed and said, God, you, I need you. I need you, and you need, I need you to do something in me because I am weary. And I pulled up my phone, flipped open the phone, and just wanted to worship in the car for a bit before I got out of the car. And I put on a song. And I will tell you that I've been following Jesus and doing ministry and and just learning for a long time. And this is one of those moments where the presence of God was so clearly there within and around. And if you've experienced this, you were immersed in the presence of God. And I was literally looking out over the city that had made me so weary two minutes ago, and everything was recalibrated. And there's, we'll get into the song, but it was one of those beautiful moments where God's presence was absolutely in every way, above me, within me, below me. And that is a gift that God gives us through his spirit. And he allows us to experience that kind of presence in so many different unique ways. And that day, it came through worship and through the gift of worship and the invitation to worship. Well, today I get to have a conversation. We get to have a conversation with the artist who gave life to that song, to this beautiful song that invited me right to the very face of God to worship and to ask God to restore me. We get to talk to the artist who gave life to the song. I can't wait for you to meet him. His name is Luke Breton Van Grohl. He's a worship leader and a songwriter from the beautiful Pacific Northwest out in Tacoma, Washington. He has served and played music in church for over 15 years, and that journey's taken him to Los Angeles and through LA and into the heat, and now back up to the Pacific Northwest, which is rightly where I think every creative person should be right now. It's such a beautiful place. But he is there with Tracy, his wife, and their two girls, Olivia, who is five, and Rita, who is one. And through their music, their ministry is bringing hope and life to so many people exactly like it did just for me. So, Luke, thank you for your gift, and thank you for sharing some time with us today. Oh, thank you so much for having me. It's an honor to be here, and you are, you're too kind. Yeah, well, I am in your debt 
man. That was that that was a moment as I had shared with you, and you can't really put words to it. You can't describe it. But as a worship leader, you've helped so many people kind of find their way to that space. And so we're grateful. So thank you, thank you. How are you doing? How's things in Tacoma? Some of us are listening from the Midwest and some of us down in LA and some of us all the way out here on the East Coast. How are you guys doing up in the Northwest? Yeah, um, it's a definitely a different, um, obviously it's a different time. We're doing, we're doing well. I think we're um, making the most of um, of this interesting 2020, you know, um, COVID, uh, has affected everyone here. I'm sure as it has been really across the world, there's been things shut down and a lot of fear and people wearing masks. And we had, you know, at this point, um, they're starting to open some things back up, uh, in different phases, trying to keep people healthy and trying to, you know, manage different things. And then obviously on the tail end of that, there's, um, racial, um, things happening, there's tension. And so for us here, um, we're doing well. It, we, we're, we're looking at this though, as an opportunity, um, to reach people and to help people. And, um, so, um, our goal, uh, my family's goal, my wife and I, our goal is that, um, we can reach out and help as many, as many people as possible during this time. It's, um, it's kind of funny because a lot of the time we go, we don't know what we're doing. Mm-hmm. You know, we haven't been in this situation before. Um, but what we do know is that we feel called to love everyone and, and reach out as much as we can. And so um, that's what we're doing. Yeah. Well, you're, you're doing it well. And I think one of the gifts like the, of the Psalms, of your gift, of the artist, the worshiper, they have that prophetic lens, and you help give voice to, give us language for things that maybe we are feeling, things that are true in our spirit or in our head, mm-hmm. in our heart, and and we just need help. We need somebody to give us permission. We need somebody to help lead us to the space where we can express those things. I think that's, that's one of the functions of art, and then w- art with this prophetic function calling us to to see and feel you know see as god sees feel as god feels that's a gift and your we'll get to the song let your spirit fall that was the song that you just released about 6 weeks ago and that was the one that god used that morning to completely refresh and recalibrate my mind and it literally did give words to what was happening inside of me and i didn't have language yeah. for it that morning but i needed to to give voice to that yeah. And that's what you do. Help us right now for everybody who's listening that is feeling that, right? We are feeling that the tension of the racial tension and the unresolved conflict mm-hmm. that is happening in, in, you know, as generations deep in our culture, we're feeling the, what it feels like to see people in masks. We're, we're doing all of that as the people of God. And it's a strange landscape for us. We're in kind of new territories, you said. As a worshiper, as an artist, help us get some language for the space that we're in now. Like, how do we orient as God's people from this kind of landscape? Because um, it's different from other seasons. Right. I, I think our... Uh, just in general, art 
art will either lead people to positivity or negative. It will lead people somewhere. It's a tool. And, um, and so I actually, I, 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 we had a, um, last night we gathered uh, with about 700 different people, uh, from black churches, white churches. We had 700 people come together, um, not as a protest, but really as a conversation. And, um, I played a song that I wrote and it talked and, and it wasn't all people who believed in Jesus or people who had faith. It was all walks of life. And I had written a song and it's called more love. And I got to play that song last night. And the goal of me playing that song was to bring people together in that moment. Now, um, art, I believe, um, can speak things that words sometimes cannot. And so a picture tells a thousand words mm. or a song can bring something that you, it crosses over division lines. Mm. And so art has that special thing. Now, when you talk about art that is prophetic, Jesus always taught with a story. It wasn't just always, um, you know, just a literal thing. He would teach with a story. And, and that's, I would say that's some prophetic, obviously, art mm. in some aspects. And so um, I, I think worship plays a huge role. I, I'll just speak for myself. Worship, worship for me um, plays a huge role into feeding my soul. And I think everyone right now, there's so much uncertainty as we talk about different tensions, even in our city here um, in Tacoma. Um, a man by the name of Manny Ellis, um, had, they just like literally in the last like two weeks, um, there's an investigation going on. He was, um, he passed away in police custody. And so there's this whole new uproar with this as well. And th things are being looked into and that type of thing. So people are hurting and I think there's a lot of question marks. And, and, and so, um, I think, um, art and worship play such a role right now. There's a lot of words out there people are saying, and sometimes that's not as comforting. There's a lot of things happening on the media. There's a lot of things happening with what people are saying. And a lot of times it's not comforting, but I know I find peace in the presence of God. And so personally, I try to listen to a lot of worship music during this time as, as well as I'm trying to write from from this, I believe God can, I believe God obviously works things together for the good. So as an artist, I'm trying to pull and, and continue my discipline of writing so that, so that it can help people find hope, find, um, find peace that you can only get the peace that surpasses understanding the only peace that you can get that comes from God. And so, um, yeah, I, I think what, what we're really trying to do is, um, bring the spirit of Jesus, bring the spirit of God, um, wherever we're at, we, we can't gather in our building just yet. We have a drive-in service and people can come and it doesn't matter that it's outside of a church building. It's actually in the parking lot <laughs> and it's over the radio or whatever. Um, but just our, we know that our song, we know that when we sing God inhabits the praises of his people. So, I try to sing, even if I don't got a, you know, I don't even don't got my phone with me and playing music. I try to sing. I try to sing over my own life and that type of thing. Mm. Um, so yeah, yeah. Well, I think you know it's so interesting right now. For so long, we talk about the this transcendent frame or the imminent frame. You know, is there a ceiling 
um, is the material world just a closed system? And that's what we see is all there is. And the governmental systems that we see, are that's all there is. Or is there more? Is there something transcendent? Is there actually a bigger story and a bigger reality? And I think that the one of the gifts of worship is it, it as I say, it lifts our vision up. It gets us back into that that transcendent space where we can look beyond the landscape of right now and we can see to this all things new reality that really is, you talk about it, the peace that passes all understanding. It's the promise that all things are going to be set right. All things are going to work toward the good. That's where the arc of history is moving towards right. that perfect peace. And so our singing is not just... It, 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 there's power in it because we're, we're telling the truth. We're actually giving voice to the truth. We're giving voice to the pain of right now. We're giving voice to the hope for tomorrow. We, and that's, as creatures, we have to do that. So if you're listening right now, just take note of that, put a pin on that, that we are made for this expression. We're made to give voice to this. And what Luke describes, I thank you for uh, 700 of you together last night from all different perspectives. But what's happening is everybody is finding this common ground, looking together towards this transcendent thing that's really infused with hope, you know, faith and hope and love, and you're lifting people towards that. We have to stay there, and you're staying there now. I want to ask you that it, it's easy sometimes to think, well, of course, you know, Luke, you, this is what you've been doing for 15 years and you plant churches and you mentor people and you help people get into this space and you lead people into this space. You don't know what it's like when it's hard. You know, life can, can not always be um, even just the context for worshiping and feeling like we want to worship and I wondered, that's how I think a lot of people are feeling today. They're feeling exhausted. They're feeling weary. They're feeling lost. And I think that the theory we just talked about is still true for the darkest and hardest landscapes. And I wondered if you could speak to that just maybe from a personal perspective as a worshiper, as a guy who follows Jesus, but is also a husband and a dad and a person who lives in this really beautiful story that's filled with some brokenness. How Talk from that perspective. Have you experienced moments where it's hard or it's, you know, flooded with doubt or fear? And how do you keep your vision up? How do you keep your heart oriented towards faith and hope and love? Yeah. Three, uh, let's see. It was August of 2018 that uh, my wife was um, 20 months pregnant, um, and uh, we went in for our 20-week ultrasound, and uh, we went into the office in Walnut Creek, California, and we were sitting there during the ultrasound, and the, the technician, she was much more quiet than we felt comfortable with as she was performing the ultrasound. And so she finished and she left the room without saying anything. And, and, and my wife and I kind of looked at each other cause we knew something might be, something might be up. And the doctor came back in with the technician and she looked at us and she said, look and Tracy, I'm so sorry, but your, um, your daughter has, has spina bifida and um, this, this, she, and then she began to list off, 
you know, some very, very negative things, some very, very um, tough circumstances that we could be facing. And it was one of those moments where, like, Mm. literally all it, like everything got quiet it was like life every like the moment froze i felt like i was watching a tv show when like mm. the moment freezes and you're just like it doesn't seem real and um and so the doctor left the room my wife and i cried and and we held hands and and, and we prayed and we began a journey uh, from there from that moment forward um transferring our care about an hour away to palo alto at stanford um, children's hospital and um, months later my daughter would be born Rita Rose mm. Bretton Van Groel and she had a surgery the day after she was born and then she had another surgery eight days after that and then she had another surgery about mm. a month after that and um, w there were so many question marks so so to speak to uncertainty and different um, seasons of, of doubt or things that are hard. Th like this was it. This was, this was the season. Um, because to be honest before that, I hadn't had anything that, that I thought was in that daunting or where I, w I looked at it and said, I don't know how I'm going to do this. Mm. And, um, but there it was. And, um, but the funny thing was, is we really, even the day that we were sitting in the doctor's office and they're saying, you know, you should terminate your pregnancy. You should do this. You should do that. We had, we had, I know I said it earlier, but we literally had the peace of God. It was, it was, there was, there's, uh, there's been so many moments of doubt and hard times, but I believe God gives you that peace. And so, um, I love where it says his power is made perfect in our weakness. And so, uh, so Tracy and I, we really held on to that verse. We, we, we began to pray that we began to, we just began to pray God's best over the whole situation. And, um, and so we, uh, yeah, it was a, it was a very unknown um, circumstance, but the way that we made it through and um, I would say one was community. And so we were part of a church there in the, in the Bay area. And I think it's important to make friends and have friends before you need them. Mm. And especially godly friends that'll pray for you and lift you up. Yeah. And there's something special. There's something special about a community um, of, of believers. And um, they prayed for us. They brought us meals. This is just on the practical side. Yeah. They prayed for us. They brought us meals. They gave us some money. They helped us out. They did these things that, that, um, that, that was so helpful. Um, and then on, on what was crazy is on the spiritual side, we just leaned into God. Hmm. Like I think in those seasons, in tough seasons, it's really easy to isolate it, it kind of, that kind of feels like the natural thing to do, isolate and kind of tuck away. Um, but we really just leaned in even more to God and uh, we wrote songs. Hmm. It seemed as though it's, we, we, we had some worship nights at church, you know, months after she was, after Rita was born and just telling our story and, and leaning into the presence of God and just saying, Hey, having this unknown thing, it makes me all that much more dependent on God. Just saying, God, I'm going to lift my hands. I'm going to lift my voice. I'm going to believe that you are in control. And no matter what, God, 
no matter what the outcome is for my daughter and for our family, we trust you. Hmm. And we just began to even see a greater desire for people to worship. It was, it, it, I, I wish I could describe it better, but really people began to lean in and say, Hey, you're going through that. I'm going through this. Mm-hmm. And, um, and just that camaraderie and that community, um, it, it, it brought an even greater level of worship. And, um, and so, yeah, so through that, we really, we listened to, we listened to so much worship. There's probably songs that I've listened to on repeat, um, just, just to get myself into the presence of God, because with my natural, my natural sight from what I'm seeing and what doctors are saying and things are happening, hmm. it's, it's a negative thing, but I don't want to see that way. I want to see with faith. I want to see with the eyes of heaven. I want to see with, I want to see through the lens of faith and just to say, you know, I believe God is in control no matter what. And, and, and I trust him. And, um, and just through that, just by, just by, just by the practical thing of saying it to each other, my wife and I Mm -hmm. would say that at times and, and being honest too, if it was a hard day, just being honest, I think through that we, we were able to, I mean, it's still a journey as we, as I speak to you today, but um, we really came, I would say, out to where I would say today my daughter's thriving, mm-hmm. Rita's thriving, and she's smiling and she's laughing. And um, it, it was a dark season, um, but it didn't mean, didn't mean that our faith left and didn't mean that God was distant. It actually felt like God was closer. Yeah. Well, I hear you saying something important, I think, for me to hear today. Like, it sounds like you chose, like, even conversations with Tracy, like, okay, just like if you're climbing a difficult climb or a difficult mountain, like, you sit down for a bit, you catch your breath, and you you decide, like, am I going to orient forward? Am I going to lift my hands? Am I going to release this? Am I going to take a posture to say, I don't, I, I, I can't have control. That's an illusion. And so I'm going to set that illusion down for the certainty that, that something is working together for my good and right. that, that God is ahead of me. And I'm going to choose mm. to believe that. Oh, that's, that, it, it feels daunting. I know that there's somebody listening going, I want to jump. I want to take that step. And I'm sitting currently in that space going, I have the uncertainty. I have the negativity that I see with the natural sight. And Luke, I, I want to do what you and Tracy did. To speak to that person who's right there and they're like, yes, I get it and I understand it and I want to make that leap. How can you, just for having walked it yourself, having walked with other people through these seasons, what encouragement would you have for us from that space, having made that choice where you look at Tracy and you say, we're going to choose to believe that he's working it for the good. Right. Yeah. I would say, um, and I have to be careful because everybody's journey is different, but I, I would say, and I, and I'm careful how I say this, but I say it's, it's, it's simple in a certain aspect. It's simple into where I would say you can, you can make it practical. Um, I believe the thing that helped us the most was uh, listening, literally listening to worship music. That 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 itself, I would turn it on, and I found, and now instantly I found a place of peace. Yeah, and my eyes can be fixed above what's happening around me. My eyes are fixed on 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 God. My eyes are fixed on Jesus, and I'm and and I'm above what's happening here 
So uh, one was music, and that's special to us. And so worship music was a big thing. Um, having the right friends around that encourage you is such an important thing. And so we would... Um, we had what we called a life group. And so we would get together with other people um, once a month, only once a month. Um, but we would sit down and these are other faith-filled people that look at us and say, they look us in the eye and they say, how are you? Mm-hmm. And we say, we're doing great. And then they lean in a little bit more and they say, okay, but like, how are you doing? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And then, and then, and then, and, and so just having that, um, Having those relationships um, make the world a difference. Because I, t- I tell you what, we could not do that. We could have not taken this on on our own. Mm. Like, it w- I, I don't know what we would have done. But I know the way that we got through it was through worship, was through community. We were plugged into church. And, and, and I, I believe that. I think it's a great discipline to re- read the Bible, to be in Scripture, um, it edifies, I believe it edifies us. It lifts us up. We would pray together. So I, I when, when you ask, you know, how, how can someone who's going through this right now, um, it, it, I think a great place to start would be write down three or four things that you know, that would encourage you. For me, it was music and, and it was the right people around me. And it was being in, in the word of God and I was praying. Um, it may not be identical for someone else, but I bet some of those things could carry over. Yeah. And, um, and so just, just looking for us, it was looking, it was looking to God. Yeah. I just love the, the encouragement to like the, the simple practicality. It's simple, but not easy, right? Like it's simple, but not easy. Cause your mind and your heart want to go a million other directions. Right. But, but you go, you know what? I'm going to trust this. I've built friendships ahead of time. I've invested in people and community ahead of time, and I'm going to now trust those people as they care for us. And um, I've been here before worshiping God in the in the highest highs and in the lowest lows, and I'm going to go there right there again, and I'm going to trust that that's where I need to return back to. Simple, not easy. And so thank you for that, too. Just as a dad, my heart goes, whoa, like every one of those conversations you know, the, the, you, I don't know if you have gray hair yet, but if not, it'll, it's coming because it just, that, that weight that rests on you, it's got to go somewhere. And I think that's mm-hmm. the gift of allowing God's presence to completely recalibrate and inwardly renew you. Even when outwardly you're like, man, my hair is turning gray as we speak, you know, I'm getting more tired as we speak, but inwardly there's something else happening. And, I think that's what I heard. For, that's what happened for me. That inward renewal came during this song, Let Your Spirit Fall. And I mm-hmm. want to go there if we can just for a second. And yeah. I want to know what was behind it. Because I know my experience with it. I know what happened when, when God just intersected it in that moment for me. But as an artist, where did it? what was the journey of that song? What's behind it? What was behind the lyrics? And especially that idea of just the way that you put search me and know me like so clearly and even the music, the cadence of your voice, everything, it was, it was the perfect invitation. What was behind, what's behind the song? Yeah. Well, what's crazy and like what I think, and, and this, and I've heard this before, but the timing of a song is so important. Mm. Believe it or not, I wrote that song 13 years ago. 
I wrote the song, Let Your Spirit Fall. I wrote it 13 years ago. I recorded it when I lived in LA. I got it mixed. I got it mixed when I lived in the Bay Area. And then I finally got it mastered when I lived here in Tacoma just six weeks ago. And, and the timing of a song, that's why when you share a story about it, um, it wow. blows my mind. It wow. blows my mind. So when I wrote the song 13 years ago, we were um, actually, it was written in a time of worship. I was on a stage at a youth camp and um, it was just a moment of prayer. And the, the course was written in that, in that, um, in that forum there. And, and it was just uh, like a cry, like, Lord, like, in the in, as Jesus teaches us to pray in the Lord's Prayer, he says, "Let your kingdom come, your will be done." And then at mm. the end, he says, "Yours is the kingdom and the power." And so mm. he, he talks about the kingdom of God twice in the Lord's Prayer. Mm. And so that's that was really the heartbeat of the course. Is, um, uh, let your spirit fall, let your kingdom come. And so that was the cry of, of that. But the verse, the "Search me and know me" part, um, is out of Psalms, and David has said this and. It, to me, the reason I, I put that there is it was, it's an intimate way. It's an opening up of my heart. And I think in worship, um, there's praise and there's mm. adoration. Mm. Um, and then, and there's worship and we're, we're in, in, in a certain, you know, at certain points, I want to open up my heart and just say, God, I surrender to you. I'm, I'm submitted I'm submitted to who you are. I, I, I trust you. I worship you. I'm submitted. And so it's the search me and know me is me saying, Lord, I'm intimately submitted to you. So I'm open. And, and then the pre-course says you're holy. So I, I'm open. And, and because you're, because you're holy, this is why I'm open. And then, and then comes the course. And that, that was the prayer. Right. And, um, uh, let your kingdom come. And it's funny it's, it's funny that 13 years ago I wrote that and then literally as I sit here today that I think about the kingdom. I think about the kingdom of God and it operates differently. The culture of the kingdom of God operates differently hmm. than the culture of the world where the kingdom of God to be to be first, you're last. To be great, you serve. To live, you die. Like mm. it has this counter, it has this counter thing that it's, but it's kingdom culture. And um, you know, I think about, I think about kind of the climate. Not to jump back to that, but the climate of today is based off of a culture culture. But to me, the climate of today isn't a head issue as much as it's a heart issue. And the more that the kingdom of God um, advances, the more that these issues will hopefully continue to be solved. Um, But yeah, so the, the, the search me, know me part is, is the intimacy. Uh, You are Holy Lord is kind of the upwards uh, praise Lord, Lord, you are Holy. And then the course is kind of a cry, like, Lord, let your kingdom come. Let that reality be, be here of the kingdom of God amidst brokenness. Yeah. Well, it's, it's amazing to hear that you said that that was written 13 years ago, and then the journey of where it was mixed, where it was mastered, the release of it six weeks ago, and right. then the moment now. 
there is a nowness to that prayer. I mean, whatever God did in you and through you, that song is very, very, very special. It's saturated with the Spirit of God's ability to give voice to our groanings and our prayers, and they just it, it just appeared. And I think even, again, I love how you were describing it, because the search me, that's exact. I needed to get out of my head. I was mm. very in my head, very burdened in my head and heart, but it was that, that your mind is just stuck. And... The, the the groaning for the kingdom of God, you know, let your your kingdom come, your will be done here, and we need it so desperately. But my head is just, I'm, I'm, I can't get there. And that search me and know me, open the door for God to do things. And so, if you're listening, let your spirit fall is the name, it's the title of the song. It is incredibly special. God is doing something in that song that I experienced, and I believe even more now than before that it was written 13 years ago, that it's a now song, but it has this eternal voice to it. And so, go download the song on iTunes, Let Your Spirit Fall, and I would just encourage you, share it with other people. Just spread that that song, because it's a prayer that'll give voice to this groaning of our heart, and I think groaning of all of creation. And that's just... It's a special song, and then you animated it. I saw that there's like a a story that you put up. I think that's your story. Um, there was a video that was made that was like animation. Can you yeah. talk a little bit about the story behind it? Because it was beautiful, and it was beautifully done, and I even saw the lyrics in that. So tell, yeah. tell us the story behind the video. Yeah, absolutely. I always wanted to have, um, I, 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 love, I love art. And so to have a, a worship song be animated, I hadn't actually seen that. And so I thought, man, how powerful could it be um, to, to animate to a worship song? And so I literally just went and I found an artist from um, San Francisco uh, and I, I began to tell her just the vision of what I saw for this. And, and it, it, if you, if you haven't seen the video, it starts with someone like playing the piano and it just goes throughout the song, search me, know me, you are holy Lord, let your kingdom come. And the original thought was I wanted, um, I wanted music notes to be coming from the piano. And from that, there's a dove representing the Holy spirit and it flies to take the spirit out from there through mm. song and um and so i had this concept and my wife actually draws and so i said hey tracy um here's the idea can you sketch something so boom she went to work and just sketched out like this awesome thing this kind of storyboard and then i gave it um to the animation artist and she just she took it and ran we went we went through like three different um you know versions and that type of thing but we landed at, you know at, on this last one and we said this is it and um yeah it was it was it was like an experience for me to get to take my music like an, in another step of art like in an, in another lane um so to speak and um yeah i was super happy with how i was super ha- i was I'm so impressed by her and um, yeah, it was. It turned out better than we even hoped. So. Yeah, she did a brilliant job bringing it to life, and the simplicity of the animation it just captures everything about the story of the song. And again, the right nowness, just to watch the spirit move through the cities, 
from the from the piano into the city through the city and then on i won't spoiler it but the, the <laughs> end of it is just absolutely beautiful so yeah get the song watch the video i, I pray that we would just act on this because i believe it, it was such a gift to me but this is the power of art this is the power of the gift that god gave you and has given to so many other people and now more than ever i I believe we just got to fan that flame and fan the gift that god has given to lift our eyes and our hearts and get that transcendent view choose to to tell the truth to let faith and hope and love orient us towards a kingdom culture and we will i think that that is the way forward we the things that we long to see change here on the ground are going to come as we are transform and renew our minds and our hearts are changed, then the fruit of that, it's just going to appear. And you're, you're doing this as an artist, so people can find you as an artist. Really quick before we move past that, if people want to follow you, if they want to find more of your music, keep the conversation going, how can people connect with you? Where should they look? Yeah, the, probably the easiest way um, would be through Instagram. Um, and then I have like, I have like a link tree, um, on there to some of my music and and that type of thing, but it's Luke BVG on Instagram. Yeah. Luke BVG. We will put up the links. We'll share those as this goes out, but yeah, follow and just make the connection because there's, I'll, I'll give you, I'll tee you up. You can go as far as you want with this one, but there's more to be done because you're an artist, you're a writer, you're a worshiper in addition to being a husband and dad and all those other things that you're doing. But you are dreaming right now about opening the door for this gift to to expand in the world by you giving a platform for other artists. Can you talk just a little bit, even just give us a taste of maybe what's going to come from Tacoma and the Northwest in the months to come? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so uh, my wife and I are working um, on a a worship music label right now. Um, We have... um, we have 10 artists right now that we are working with and really just the heart is we wanted to innovate, um, outside of like where we were currently standing. We believed that we had been given relationships with amazing people and amazing artists, not just by happenstance, but actually to do something with it. And so, um, I put in a call to multiple different friends and we just we have a, a desire in our heart to see music, worship music continually to go out and reach more people, to use art to reach more people. To f- they can find hope, they can find Jesus, they can connect to God. And it's not just limited like it's not just limited to us. We've done music for a long time, um, but there's something special about bringing different gifts mm. and different people's gifts together. Uh, and just seeing what God does. And um, we just feel like it's, we feel like it's a God idea. We've had this vision in our heart for um, actually for a long time, actually over 10 years, I've had this vision in my heart to do something like this. And we just felt like now's the time. And um, so there will be hopefully lots of music um, on, on its way coming out of the Northwest. Yeah. Well, we need it. And it's, it's good dirt and you've got a good vision f- to guide that um, into into all the other places that'll go. I love that it was 10 years ago and that you've got 10 artists and you're ready to to start this journey. So we'll, we'll anxiously await. I, I keep telling you, it, the stuff that comes from the Northwest, I don't know. It's just 
there's there's different parts of the world that give us different things, you know. And I think there's something unique about the, the just the culture up there, the the church culture up there, the the environment. Um, so I'm excited. I'm excited to see what happens through all the collaboration and through God using you to kind of guide that and steer the vision of what He's He's given you to steward. So good, good for you. Yeah. More more of that. To the young, before we wrap up, and I got to be sensitive of your time, but I'm just thinking for the young person who has this gift to give voice to uh, the deep things of our spirit and our heart, and they don't feel like they have a lane to express that gift, and but they they are a worshiper and they are writing and they are their heart and their head are just full of music and they don't they don't know what to do with that. I, I, I want to ask you one follow-up to that, but go there first. Like to the person who's listening, or maybe somebody knows somebody who right now they're just they're they're in that space. They're writing and they're they want to share. How, what would you say to encourage them to not give up, to not grow weary? Because sometimes you can feel like, what does it matter? There's so much information, there's so much music, there's so many people who are ahead of me that yeah, my stuff is, you know, it's not even worth me writing. What would you say to that artist who has it in them, but they're just, they're getting tired or they're discouraged about carrying it forward? Yeah, I would say if, if, I would say if that's you, I know this is going to sound really cliche, but just, just keep going. Because even the story about the song I wrote 13 years ago, that song has more legs today than it had back then. Wow. And uh, I, I, um, one of my friends a couple of years ago gave me a, um, a book of Emily Dickinson poems. Mm. And as I began to learn about Emily Dickinson, I learned that she had written over 1,500 poems mm. in like a really short amount of time. I want to say it was in like three years. I, I, it was, it, I don't know if it was exactly three years, but it was in a so short amount of time. And then it wasn't even until after her death that these poems began to take off. I love it. And, and so you just never know, you never know what your art can do. It can go farther than you can. <laughs> it can go much farther mm. than we can, than we can even think sometimes. And so um, I would say it's a discipline to write. Yeah. It really is. If yeah. you only write, if you only write when you're inspired, you're, you're not going to write that much. But yep. if you can, if you can make it a discipline, uh, and then uh, I've talked about this a little bit already today, but just collaboration. I think when you're down and your writing partner's up, that's a great thing. Or if, or or if it's vice versa, maybe you can lift up the person you're writing with as well. Uh, those are, I would say, that's just maybe just a pra- the practical side. But keep just keep going, keep writing, and the best art comes from an authentic heart an authentic spirit. So whatever you got to do to stay, to try to stay authentic, don't, don't, don't lose heart. Keep going. Yeah. I love that you brought Emily Dickinson into the conversation because it's a brilliant example of a treasure trove. I mean, just treasure upon treasure upon treasure of things that she was writing with really, and they and they weren't. No one. They, it wasn't for consumption. She was just writing these things. They were coming out of her, and it's right. you. You said it so well. Your art can reach far, much farther than you. And 
I think that's, that's a great place to put an exclamation point on the conversation. That's what God does, and that's the gift. That's what artists uh, should maybe first and foremost pay attention to. Is it's, it, it, Don't think about it in terms of consumption or production, but just use your gift and trust God, who's the ultimate creator, that he's going to animate that, and it may outlive you. It will out, for sure out-travel you. And some some little dude in the southeast is going to hear your song on the exact day that he needed to hear that song, and it's going to invite exactly what God was wanting to do in his heart and mind. That's the gift that you gave to me. That's the gift that I know you've given time and time again to other people, and I'm so excited for you to, to help guide that for artists downstream. So... Luke, thank you for sharing time. I'm just grateful for you. And Let Your Spirit Fall is the name of the song. Go get it. Go share it. And let's just continue to, to saturate not only our lives, but just to pray that prayer, let your kingdom come. And, and I pray that his spirit would fall in a, in a completely fresh way. So thank you for giving voice to that cry of our hearts. I'll give you the last word for all of us. We would just love for you to encourage us as we kind of take a deep breath and we go, okay, we're going to orient forward. Um, as we think about the next six weeks ahead, what would you say to all of us who are going, man, we, we just are longing for the kingdom of God to come in the midst of racial tension and COVID and everything else. I'll give you the last word. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much for having me, Zach. It's been an honor to be here. Um, and it's, it's been a blessing to me. Um, so thank you for having me. You know, I, I, I would say um, a verse, a verse that changed my life. One of the verses that changed my life um, is out of Ephesians. And it talks about, I love the message translation of it, but it says um, the church you see, it's not peripheral to the world, the world is peripheral to the church. Mm. And it says the church is Christ's body in which he speaks and acts. Um, and he feels everything with his presence. Yeah. And, um, I think it's important to remember, I'm, I'm speaking to Jesus, the people who believe in Jesus right now, but it's important to remember that God is the ultimate creator, even as you said a second ago, Zach, God is the ultimate creator. He's fashioned us. He's put us together. He sustains us and he fills everything with his presence. And so uh, as we look at today, as we look at today, just remember the world is peripheral hmm. to what God is, to what God is doing. And so we're here to be like, we're here to be, we're, we're here to help uh, people find that hope. Um, but I never want to get lost out there where I, where I know his presence has filled me, his presence has filled what I'm doing and what you're doing and, and, and the work that's happening in the church across the world. And just knowing that we can stand firm and, and we can be, we can be centered around Jesus and help people from that perspective, not getting caught up in things that maybe can pull us one way or the other, but keeping a firm foundation because we're filled with his presence. Yeah. Amen. Amen. I love it. And in that place, just that perfect peace again, that you were referring to earlier and what a gift. Luke, thank you. I'm going to take us out of here with this outro. Hang with me just for a second, and then we'll circle back. But Luke Bretton Van Grohl, let your spirit fall. Go find the song. Thank you again for sharing some time. 
Thank you for listening. Make sure to go to Apple Podcasts and subscribe to Lab the Podcast. You can rate and review us there. And then follow me at Zach J. Elliott or on my website, www.zachjelliot.com. I'll see you again for our next lab session. And until then, here's to more life and more beauty.